On this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney, Jared shares with us the best and worst things about visiting Disney in Orlando. Welcome to this week's episode of A Drier Dose of Disney. I'm your host, Jared Dreyer. And today we are going to be finishing up the second of a two-part series where we are talking about the top five things about visiting Disney in Orlando versus Anaheim. In our last episode, we covered the five best and worst things about Anaheim. And today we're over on the East Coast talking about the five best and worst things about Florida. But before we dive into that, we do want to ask wherever you're listening to this podcast or if you're watching us on YouTube, click that pause button and go ahead and click subscribe. That way, each and every week, you're getting this content delivered straight into your inbox, and you are up to date on the best Disney and Universal tips and tricks that are out there in the marketplace. And second to that, if there are any tips and tricks that have helped you save some time or money or made your life a little bit easier, we do ask for you to support us over at Patreon. The link for Patreon is down in the description of our podcast or on YouTube. And if you click in there, you can go in and become a subscriber or donate some money there. And it's through our subscribers and donations there that keep this podcast going. So we definitely are very appreciative of that. And you do get some cool perks with it as well. So you're going to want to go check that out over at Patreon. Again, that link is down in the description. And like I said, if we saved you some time or money, throw a couple dollars our way. Like I was saying at the beginning of the episode, we are finishing up the two-part series on the top five best things and worst things about going to the park. So when you're planning your vacation, if you're trying to decide, do I want to go to Disneyland out in Anaheim or do I want to go to Disney World in Orlando, Florida, we hope that these episodes help you make that decision. We're talking about how to save some money, what some of the perks are, as well as what are some of the drawbacks to going to each of those locations and how you can expect your time there to be. With this, we go through starting out with the five worst things, and we do them in reverse order, and then we go through the top five best things. And because this is the second episode in the series, you may find some things that we talked about in the other episode as a benefit being a drawback here or vice versa. And that's just because we've been to both coasts so many times, and we've been to these parks so many times, that the benefits of one really are the drawbacks sometimes of the other. But we will have some unique things here later on in the episode as well. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned in all the way through to learn about some of those unique things, though a couple of them may be a little bit repetitive. But with that, let's go ahead and dive right in to Orlando. And we are going to talk about first the five worst things about going to Orlando, starting at number five, which is in reverse order. So this is the least worst. And then we're going to get up into what is actually the actual worst thing about going to Orlando. So starting at number five is there's really only one good airport to fly in and out of to Orlando. And the call sign for that is MCO. It's Orlando International Airport. The good thing is the airport is close to Disney. It's only a few minutes away. But the downside is is because you only have one place, you don't get a really good selection when it comes to ticket prices or airlines. Now, on the north side of Orlando, there is Sanford Airport, which is more of a regional airport. And they do service the southeast part of the United States. So if you're coming from that region, you could potentially fly into Sanford. But for those of us that are in the greater U.S. over towards the West Coast, you're going to have to fly into MCO. Having only one airport really does reduce your competition, and it causes a lot of price gouging to happen out in Orlando, meaning 
that I can find, depending on the time of year, tickets to Orlando that are round trip for three or 400 bucks versus all the way up to 15 to 1800 during a busy time of year. Where in Anaheim and the LA area, because there's five airports, I'm not going to experience that as much. And I'm going to be able to find a round trip ticket there pretty consistently in the two to $300 range, regardless of time of year. So know that because there's only one airport, it reduces the competition, supply and demand. Everybody wants to go there. At the busy time of years, you're going to be paying a lot more to fly into MCO. I will even say that it's worth sometimes to look at Tampa. And there have been a couple of times that we've flown in and out of Tampa, knowing that we had about an hour to an hour and a half long drive up into Orlando, depending on where we were staying. But the cool thing about Tampa is usually it's a cleaner, quicker airport to get in and out of. And you're going to find sometimes better prices down there. So I do recommend check out the Tampa airport if prices look really expensive going into Orlando over at MCO. But going to Anaheim, you're going to get five airports and you're going to have a better selection when you're going over there. Number four on our list of the worst things going to Orlando is the park hopping. Now, we talked about this on the Anaheim episode as being a huge benefit because you can park hop by just walking across the concourse over to the next park, over to California Adventure. Here in Orlando, they have four parks, which is awesome, but they are very far spread out. Now, of course, you can always take the Disney transportation options, which usually include the monorail, the gondola-style ski lifts that go between the parks, or maybe the buses or the minivans if you wanted to. The problem with that is it's going to take a lot of time to get between the parks. So when you're leaving one park and you're heading over to another, I would easily plan for at least 30 minutes to a full hour to get between the parks where out in Anaheim, it's probably only going to take you about five minutes to get between the parks. Now, like I said, you can take the monorail. And if you're going between Magic Kingdom and Epcot, that's a great option. You will have to go through the Ticket and Transportation Center to change monorails. Or if you're going between Epcot and Hollywood Studios, you can take the gondola style ski lifts that will take you around. And those are pretty quick as well but you are going to have to change on those as well because they go through the resorts. So some free options for you through the Disney Channel over there. But at the end of the day, you may be better off just taking your own rental car and going between the parks if you're planning on park hopping. The great side or the great benefit of doing that is that once you pay for parking for the day, that's it. You don't have to pay for it again as long as you keep your receipt. So you could go from the Magic Kingdom over to Animal Kingdom. And as long as you have your receipt, you're not going to pay for parking a second time. So that is a great benefit of the way that they have it structured out there. Now, for us personally, if you listen to our How to Buy Tickets, our crowd episode, we talk about typically we don't do park hopping and we don't pay the upcharge to get the park hopping access to our tickets in Orlando. And the reason is it just takes so much time to get between the parks. We would rather spend a full day at each of the four parks and get the most out of it and see everything that there is to see without having to do the park hopping. Now, if you're on a short schedule out there and you're only gonna be there a couple of days, maybe park hopping is gonna be worth it to you. But let me tell you that we have a season pass to Orlando, which means we can hop anytime we want to, and we never do. We will go spend the full day at the park, we will enjoy the foods, enjoy the rides, and we will close down the park and see the cool night shows and do all that by staying at the one park, and then we do it four days in a row when we're there with friends or family. So know that park hopping is a disadvantage down there unless you only have a couple days. It's going to take you a little bit more time to get around. Number three on our list is unique to Orlando, and this is it's just plain more expensive to go to Orlando than it is to go to Anaheim. Now, I'm sure 
that can be debated depending on where you live in the country. So for example, if you live in Florida already, or you're maybe in Georgia or somewhere there that borders Florida, you may be able to drive in and not have to pay for airline tickets, and that could save you a ton of money. And so this wouldn't apply to you. But because of the airport's situation and the fact that there's multiple in Anaheim, there's only one in Orlando, it's usually going to cost you a little bit more to fly there. We recommend spend one full day at each of the parks, which is four days, versus out in Anaheim, you may be able to get away with only two or three. And if you're going to stay on resort, it's going to cost you more out there in Orlando than it will in Anaheim. So at the end of the trip, it's going to cost you more money usually to go to Orlando than it will to go to Anaheim. Now, again, this could depend on where you live throughout the country. You may live in an area that's a little bit quicker and easier to get down to Orlando. And we encourage you research those costs and try to figure it out. Which one's going to save you more money or be the least expensive? But what we have seen in our research, just because you're on the ground more days in Orlando than you are in Anaheim, typically, it's going to cost you a little bit more there. That takes us now to the number two disadvantage about going to Orlando, and that is the precipitation. It rains almost every single day in Orlando. And if you listen to our episode on the top 10 things to bring with you to the parks, you're going to remember we talked to you about strategies on how to beat the rain. And in fact, by using those strategies, how you can shorten your wait times at a lot of the rides by being mobile and being active when it rains in Orlando. And trust me, it rains almost every single day in Orlando, and that doesn't matter what time of year it is. Now, it is a little bit worse in the summer, meaning that it will for sure rain every single day in the summer versus the winter months where you may get a couple days break where it doesn't rain. But more often than not, it is raining in Orlando at least for 30 to 45 minutes every single day. Where in Anaheim, you're going to get rain during the winter months. It's going to be more of a drizzle. It's not going to be a torrential downpour like what you're going to see in Orlando. Now, like we said, there are some advantages of that, though, where the guests that are out in Orlando are going to get trapped in the rain. They may leave the parks. They may get stuck in a store for a while. If you are mobile and you're able to keep going with flip-flops and a poncho, you're going to be able to hit a lot more rides and have very short wait times while everyone else is hiding from the rain. So that is an advantage of it at the same time, but know that it's going to rain almost every single day. The other disadvantage are hurricanes. Now, you've probably planned a fall vacation out to Orlando at one point or another, and you've been reminded that is hurricane season. The advantage of Orlando, though, is the fact that it is inland and it's in the center of the peninsula, meaning that when the hurricane hits Florida, it's going to use up most of its energy on the coast, and then it's going to slow down into a tropical storm, a tropical depression once it hits Orlando, which just means days of rain, okay? So you can totally do it. We have done it. And in fact, when a hurricane was coming in on the east coast of Florida, we purposely changed our flights to Tampa on the west side of Florida, knowing that we could easily get in. And then we drove our way into Orlando through a torrential downpour. And it rained, of course, a little bit the next day. But we were still able to go to all the parks and have a great time. And they never shut anything down because it wasn't a terrible storm. But you're going to deal with hurricanes. The worst that you could deal with out in Anaheim is an earthquake. And with those, there's no planning for it. So it's not like your flights are going to get canceled or you're not going to be able to get out there. Now, potentially it could ruin your vacation if it's the big one. And we hope that it never is. But earthquakes being so unpredictable, you're never going to have to, to worry about an earthquake being forecasted and then derailing your trip before you even go, okay? The last thing, and this is the absolute worst thing about Orlando, hands down, I agree with this 
All my friends and family members agree with this. It's just something that is the reality of Central Florida that you are going to have to learn to live with when you're out there. And that is the humidity. The humidity is astronomically high in Orlando, and that is consistent throughout the year. Granted, it does a little bit better during the winter months just because of the cooler temperatures, but during the summer, it is terrible out there. In fact, if you watch a local news broadcast during the summer in Orlando, they're going to talk to you about how hot it is. So it's a 90 degree day. They're going to add a heat index to it because of the humidity. And then they're going to tell you that the humidity is oppressive today. And know that that is an accurate statement, meaning you are not going to want to be outside. But the good news to this is there are not a lot of rides that are stuck outside in Orlando or a lot of activities that are stuck outside. By walking through the parks, yes, you're going to be out there. You're going to be sweating. You're going to get wet. But most of the rides go indoors or they go into some kind of air conditioning and you're going to get a break from it. Take advantage of those breaks. You want to take breaks throughout your day. You want to go sit down at a restaurant and relax and eat, rehydrate yourself and cool off. And then know that when you go back outside, you're going to start sweating again. And it's going to feel like you just got out of the swimming pool or out of the shower. So the humidity is the biggest disadvantage of Orlando. But trust me when I say that during the months of December through February, when it's snowing and it's sub-zero temperatures in Denver, I would gladly take on the humidity any one of those days versus being stuck here in the cold with the snow. Now, in California and Anaheim, it is a little more humid than Denver, but it's nothing like Orlando, and it's just the way that the coastal breezes blow that off and inland a little bit more, and usually in Anaheim, it's pretty pleasant. So that is a little bit of a difference if you hate the humidity you probably want to go out to Anaheim and out to California. But if you don't mind the humidity and you're ready for it, Orlando's definitely going to be warm year round. You're going to have a great time down there. And like I said, it's a perfect escape from the cold winters of the Midwest and the northern part of the U.S. Now that we've been through the five worst things about going to Orlando, let's talk about the top five benefits of going to Orlando. And these are really cool benefits and make the trip totally worth it. Again, we're going to go in reverse order meeting. We're going to start with the number five benefit. We're going to work our way up to number one. But for number five, this benefit is huge. And that's there are more places to stay in Orlando than there are in Anaheim, especially when you're considering staying on property with Disney. Now, when you look at Anaheim, you only have three on property Disney hotels and then a handful of good neighbor hotels that are in the Anaheim area around the parks. In Orlando, you've got dozens and dozens of different hotel options, as well as tons of Verbos and Airbnbs out there. Now on resort, you've got over 20 different hotel options out there and all of them have some great and exciting, cool things about them. They have multiple different price points from your least expensive, like the all-star resort or the art of animation resort, all the way up to the very expensive ones like the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian resort or the contemporary resort. So we encourage you, shop around for the different resort hotels. And if you have questions about the resort hotels, go listen to our episode. Actually, it was just a few weeks ago where we reviewed a Disney resort hotel that we went and stayed in personally. Now, on that episode, we gave you the advantages and disadvantages of staying on resort. And you can go listen to that for yourself. But know that there are tons of different options when you go to Orlando. And that is a huge benefit because if you're on a budget, Trust me, it's going to be easier to find an inexpensive hotel in Orlando than it will be in Anaheim. So that's where you can save some money if you're on a budget. But 
chances are you're going to be staying more days like we just talked about. So maybe it's a trade-off for you, but there are more hotels. In addition to having more hotels, this is also part of number five. There is more to do in Orlando, meaning not only do you have the Disney parks, but you've also got cool water slides and water features at all the resort hotels. And then offsite, if you're staying at an Embassy Suites or a Hilton or a Marriott, you're going to usually have water parks there as well. So that's really cool. There's tons of outlet shopping out in Orlando. You've got International Drive. You've got the coast on either side of the peninsula. There's just a ton of things to do in Orlando. So that is a huge advantage. In fact, you could spend two weeks or longer in Orlando and still not see it all. And so there's a lot of cool things to do there. So that's a huge advantage of going to Orlando if you don't want to do Disney the entire time. Number four on my list is actually a really substantial difference that we didn't talk about on the last episode. And that is Disney Springs is just plain better than downtown Disney. And what I mean by that is Disney Springs is just larger with more things to do. And it's a really cool destination when you compare it to downtown Disney in Anaheim. Now, that doesn't mean downtown Disney is bad, but what it means is downtown Disney is just much smaller. It is on site next to the parks and the parks are the main attraction there. However, when you go to Orlando, what we love to do is the day we fly in or the day we're leaving, if we're not going to a park that day, we are hanging out at Disney Springs for sure. And the reason is it's totally free to do. They have great shopping, but they have awesome restaurants. So really cool to go out there and try new cuisines, new foods, and experience these new restaurants out there at Disney Springs. By all means, if you have any time on your trip, you want to make sure that Disney Springs is part of your vacation because it is such a fun place to go. It's a great atmosphere and there's tons to do there. Number three on the list of the best things about Orlando is similar to what we talked about in Anaheim, where we went through some of the better rides in Orlando, because though they're quite alike, there are some major differences between the two. In Orlando, some of the notable call-outs are the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom. First and foremost, I will say the Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland and at Magic Kingdom, and they are very similar between the two. However, when you're on the Haunted Mansion in Orlando, you actually will ride through the portrait room. You're going to ride through the library, and then you're going to ride through the upside down staircase, which is really cool. So they have some additional things in Orlando that they don't have in Anaheim. Now, the one call out I will give credit to Anaheim on the Haunted Mansion is they have the Hatbox Ghost in Anaheim that they do not have in Orlando. So that is also a difference between the two different rides. But the one in Orlando is a longer ride. You get to see more and you're not forced to walk through some of it like you are in Anaheim. So the Haunted Mansion, I think, is a better ride in Orlando. The second ride that's better in Orlando is the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And this ride is located in the Magic Kingdom in Orlando versus California Adventure out in Anaheim. Now, the difference between the two is very subtle, meaning that the ride itself is very similar. The ride content is almost identical. But the difference is the queuing. So when you go to the Little Mermaid in Orlando, you're walking through rock formations, you're going under the sea, you're getting to see all the different characters. They've got some cool interactive things that happen there, where in California Adventure, it's like it's in a storefront. So you're just going to walk up and hopefully walk on. If you have to wait in line, you're usually waiting in line outside. So that's the big difference between the two. And in fact, the majority of the differences in the advantages of Orlando are at the Magic Kingdom, meaning that we talked about Haunted Mansion, we've talked about Little Mermaid. Next on my list is Peter Pan's Flight, 
And though, again, very similar rides, the queuing in Fantasyland in Magic Kingdom is just plain better. You get to walk through the kid's bedroom. You get to interact with Tinkerbell quite a few times. You get to see some really cool pictures and portraits, and it makes your wait a much more pleasant experience versus Anaheim, where you're waiting outside in the sun in a very tight and compact queue that's going to take forever. In Orlando, you're walking through rooms. You're seeing some cool things. Likewise, same thing goes for Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh in Orlando, you're going through the queue where they're talking about the story and you get to see interactive screens and digital things that are really cool. We're out in Anaheim. It's over by Splash Mountain and you're just waiting outside. One of my favorite things about Magic Kingdom in Orlando is the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, which I absolutely love Swiss Family Robinson. I grew up on that movie. It's one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. And in comparison, in Anaheim, they made it Tarzan's Treehouse. Now, Still cool. I really like the Tarzan Treehouse, but the one in Orlando, because it's tied to Swiss Family Robinson, in my opinion, is just better. But that's because I like that movie better. Maybe you like Tarzan better. And if so, you're going to like the other one better out there. But the last call out is a show at the Magic Kingdom that is just plain better in Orlando than it is out in Anaheim. And that's the Country Bear Jamboree. Now, in Anaheim, the Country Bear Jamboree has a little tribute to the Beach Boys, and they've got some fun songs, and that's a good time. The one out in Orlando is plain bizarre. It is just weird, and it's almost uncomfortable how weird it is and how quirky these bears are. They're singing songs about blood everywhere and blood on the sand, but it is a fun time, and my wife and I have always said we will not skip the Country Bear Jamboree just because it is so unique and it is so much more fun in Orlando because it's so weird. And when you compare it to what's out in Anaheim. So that's our special call out there. Number two on our list for why Orlando is better than Anaheim is they have more and better restaurants in Orlando, hands down. Now, if you listen to our best things to eat episodes, the best food episodes, we talk about Disneyland, we talk about California Adventure, as well as we go through all four parks in Orlando. And though much of the food items themselves can be the same between the two different parks, They have just plain more restaurants in Orlando. They have more food options, more selections, more chances to get reservations. And quite frankly, I think at the end of the day, though the food quality is very close, the fact that there's so much more variety just makes it a little bit better in Orlando. And in fact, we've had some of the best meals we've ever had in our lives, surprisingly, at a theme park. And those have always been in Orlando. So whether it was Tiffin's, which is one of the best meals I've ever had in my entire life, or Tusker House, which is one of the best family style or buffet style meals I've ever had in my life, or Liberty Tree Tavern, which is one of the best family style meals I've ever had in my life. They have some amazing food and restaurants in Orlando. So if you're a foodie like me, you want to go to Orlando over Anaheim every single time. And in fact, the one that knocks it out of the park, plain and simple, is Epcot. When you go to Epcot and you go through the World Showcase, you get to try foods from all different lands around the world. And if you go during the Food and Wine Festival, there's even more different unique items that you can have there. Not to mention the other festivals also have a lot of really unique foods, but the Food and Wine Festival just kicks it up an extra notch out there. So if you're a foodie, you definitely want to go to Orlando. That's a huge draw to going to Orlando. And they have so many options. The sad thing is you're not going to get through them all in one visit. So better restaurants, better food quality, and more choices out there in Orlando. Which now takes me to the final thing, why Orlando's better than Anaheim. The number one reason 
is there's just more parks and more rides. There's more to do. You have four major theme parks out there compared to the two in Anaheim. And though Disneyland does have the Star Wars land, the Black Spire Outpost, and that's over at Hollywood Studios in Orlando, they have things like Epcot, which we were just talking about because of all the cool foods there. They have Animal Kingdom, which has Pandora Land, and that is amazing. And one of my all-time favorite rides is there. They've got really cool places like at Hollywood Studios with the Toy Story Land. And though Anaheim has Pixar Pier, it's just a little bit different. And yes, on the Anaheim episode, we talked about Cars Land. We talked about Indiana Jones. We talked about Toontown and some of those unique aspects there. Likewise, we have unique aspects here in Orlando, but there's four parks. So you're going to get four days of fun. It's going to be a great time. We highly encourage you to go check that out. Which now leads me to our I can do this all day tip of the day. And our tip today is quite simply that when you're thinking about going to Orlando, most of the negative items on the list can fully be overcome with really good planning and really good preparation for your trip to Orlando. Meaning that if, like we talked about, there's only one airport and that it could be more expensive because of the flights and all that. If you're planning and you're saying, hey, we're going to go to Orlando next year sometime, start saving today. And by saving today, you just negated the cost. You just made it more affordable for you to go. When you're talking about rain and humidity and hurricanes, outside of hurricanes popping into the forecast in the fall months, you can plan around the heat and the humidity and the rain. You can go to the park. Obviously, you're going to want to wear shorts and a t-shirt or maybe a tank top, but you can go and have your poncho in your backpack. You can have your flip-flops in your backpack, meaning you can overcome most of these negative items on the list, leaving only the positive things on the list. And with four awesome parks out there, including Epcot and all the food, I can tell you that if I was ever asked, is it worth the extra money to go to Orlando? I would say hands down, yes. All day long, it is worth the extra money to go to Orlando. I would also say and encourage you, though we talked specifically about Disney today, Universal Studios in Florida is playing better than Universal Studios in Hollywood, with the one exception that Hollywood just opened up Super Mario Land, but Orlando is getting that soon with their new park that they're building out there and having two Universal Parks with some great rides like the Velocicoaster, the Hulk roller coaster, Hagrid's motorbike. There's just more thrill rides in Orlando and more fun things to do than in Anaheim. So I'm going to tell you, yes, all day long, it's worth the extra money to go to Orlando. Just plan in advance and plan for that time before you go out there. Now, always in our tips and tricks and on our description and our list of different links down there, we always have different links for both the Disney credit card and the Southwest credit card. And if you listen to our episode on how to save money going to the parks, which has been a Patreon exclusive. We will be releasing that to the rest of the public soon this year. We talk about getting the credit cards and saving money on your flights by getting bonus miles or maybe the companion pass with Southwest. Those links are in the description always. And so that's a great way for you to save some money as well. So if you're concerned about the cost of going to Orlando versus Anaheim, but you want those benefits of going to Orlando, go into our descriptions, click on some of those links Save some money with the Disney credit card. That's going to save you money on your park tickets. And then get the Southwest credit card and save some money on your flights by either booking with points or getting the companion pass. And that's going to make it probably then cost effective. It's going to be almost cost equal between the parks. So a lot of great advantages by reading our descriptions down below. And so we encourage you to do that. 
But with that, we hope that these two episodes were fun and informative and talk about the best reasons to go to Anaheim or the best reasons to go to Orlando. And we hope that our tips and tricks are going to help save you some time and money and make planning your vacation even easier. I do encourage you, if you have some questions based on this episode, you can find us on Facebook and hit us up at A Dryer Dose of Disney, and we're happy to answer those questions for you. Or you can go through the history of all of our podcast episodes and probably find an episode dedicated to the question that you wanted to ask. And we love our listeners because we want to make sure we're giving you all the tips and tricks through all those different episodes. So please go check that out. We hope you're having a magical week and a great time planning your next vacation out to Disney. And we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye. 